Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Hey guys, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. If you love listening to us and you want to communicate with us, social media is a great way to do it. We're on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod, and we're on Facebook and Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast. You can use the hashtag Boss So Hard to reach out to us. We love talking to you guys all across the internet. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, trademark symbol, um, go ahead and leave us a review. And you know, five stars are my favorites, and we'll read them. Here. So yeah, just look us up, heart plus symbol, because sometimes that matters, hustle <laughs> podcast. So it's um, the week after Mother's Day. That's a thing. A That's a thing that people do. <laughs> uh, my mom's birthday is right around Mother's Day, so it's always like a whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I have a lot of friends whose birthdays. Her birthday's the 12th, birth. so it's always kind of been, it's either, it's been on Mother's Day. It's the day it's before like, next year, it's too. It's like the day before, the day after, two days before, two days after. So today was on Friday, and then Sunday was Mother's Day, of course. Um, so we just kind of had like a mom extravaganza all weekend. And my mom is the type of person, like you plan out, like I plan out what we're doing. And she's like, that all sounds wonderful. And then the day comes and she calls me an hour before we're supposed to get started. And she's like, I was thinking that we could do something totally different. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do, mom? I don't know. What do you think? And I'm just like, oh God. And the thing is, is like, I know this is coming. This is something that happens literally every single holiday, except for like, Christmas and Thanksgiving because those have to be like in one place but she still tries to change those plans too um but it's like I knew that it was going to be like completely different so we had like this whole plan and we ended up doing something completely different but it was fun we went hiking on Friday um and like my mom loves Taco Bell she like loves Taco Bell tostadas so she like insisted on eating like Taco Bell by the I love everything about yeah. this she was like, I, she's, like, like instead of like me like me, like cooking dinner she's like I'm just gonna like make I'm just gonna grab taco bell on the way we're gonna eat by the pool and then we're gonna go for uh like a six mile hike and i'm like oh man in normal like the succession of these things sound really terrible for normal people's digestive (laughs) yeah it's like okay and then um on mother's day she really wanted to eat taco bell again but this time she wanted to go into a taco bell and like she to sit down and eat she picked like the worst one that i've ever been to To like like, did you sit in and eat in Taco Bell? There was a lady wearing a bathing suit top. I cannot Just tell like you. The last suit. the last time, I no, I wasn't in Taco Bell, but probably the last time David was inside of a Taco Bell, he was with his best friend, and there was a prom. Oh, God. After party. Don't, don't confuse this, listeners. Like, I like some Taco Bell, okay? But I am also a vegetarian. I would never suggest anyone eat the meat at Taco Bell because it seems like a bad Question choice. mark. So I only have a bean burrito. Yeah, that's it. A lot of vegetarians I know do eat Taco the Bell. Like that's the vegetarian I eat here is jam. A bean burrito. That's it. Like just like I get like a bean burrito. Oh, you can get I guess the pizza too, without it. stuff on it, like well, without some meat. Some people get like like the there's like a bean rice potato. I don't know. I just don't do anything but a bean burrito. That's I don't know, all y'all. I do. Like that's like, all that I'm gonna do. But my I mom mean. insisted like eating there twice and getting a spicy tostada. She loves those. Um, and like I'm like mom, do we have to eat like inside here? And even like outside, it was just like less like intense. And I was like, can we just sit outside? No, no, no. I really want to sit inside. I like oh the gosh. AC. And I'm just like, 
there's a person like oh my god like just it was it was an experience i i'm not gonna talk about everybody that was in there but it was very interesting i will say that so and we went fun. to animal kingdom or i'm sorry we went to animal kingdom lodge and my mom was just hilarious like the whole time like she was jumping up on all the rocks like climbing on them they had big signs that said like do not climb and i'm like mom like it's, it says not to climb there well i'm an adult Okay, well, that's, that's the Whatever. end of that conversation. We're not going to argue with that. And then that's she, true. like, she made friends with one of um, the, like, women who works there and, like, got her, like, business car. It's just a whole thing. And, of course, like, she keeps introducing me to people. And I told her, like, after, you know, one of them, I was like, Mom, you know, I, you know that I don't love, because my mom's extremely extroverted, and I'm very introverted, and she has a hard time, like, understanding me. So I reminded her, I'm like, you know that I don't love just, like, meeting lots of new people with, like, no warning in a day. And she's like, well, I haven't done it in a long time. I'm like, Mom, you've done it three times today. <laughs> like, she also insisted on going to Dunkin' Donuts, and she wanted donut munchkins. And right. so, because she's, she's an adult, she yeah. does what she wants. If my brothers are listening to this, they're going to be like, this is all so accurate. <laughs> like, none of this sounds like a surprise oh at all. Y'all. But yeah, so she wanted donut munchkins. And so while John and I are in line getting them for her, she, like, meets this, like, family of three. And she's, like, talking to these people and, like, sits down with them. And she's, like, having a good old conversation. So John, like, they were close to the exit. So John and I are like, man, now we're going to have to, like have this conversation with these random people when we leave. There's no other way out. Mm. But this is, like, everywhere I go with her, she, like, meets someone, talks to them as if she's known them her whole life, and then is like, this is my daughter. This is... But it's like, they don't even know you, so they don't care. <laughs> well, while she's there, she should be like, she has a podcast. It's called The Heart and Hustle Podcast. I know. She really Because she needs a promo. Yeah, we need your mom word of mouth like, promo. Hey, like, you just go around and tell people about her podcast. I'm all right with that. she would. She'll, like, she'll talk to them. Because I'm not going to do it, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, she really will. So it's, it's always an interesting fun weekend um and then she told me afterwards she's like you know all the other plans that you made and i was like yeah and she's like let's do those next weekend okay lady <laughs> that's not how this works i can't uh, <laughs> literally cannot so yeah just let david know that his mother's day is always much easier because he just deals with you and you're mm. like the most chill mom i was like i'm gonna sit in the bed and be like beyonce probably is right now bed rest i'm assuming because she should not be <laughs> out here in these streets with them twins uh, i think somebody said like she's bay twice and i started laughing so hard i'm like oh man but halfway through i was like oh my god i need to redo my office <laughs> so yeah, i just came in here and started throwing stuff apart and started like halfway renovating my office so that's what I did I really don't want to do a lot because we're we're leaving Friday for DC so I just don't have time to think about it we have so much stuff to do like we have a graduation to go to Thursday night and I'm really like oh my gosh. that's that's yeah. really like like pushing it that because pushing I do not it. like to do things and it's all the way at UCF arena and Wait, so it's are just you going to um is it Olympias Wait what Olympias no oh maybe I don't know no I, no it's the other school uh, West Orange? I don't know. It's a school. I don't know anything I'm, about public school. I'm going ever. to. I have to go to. And it was Thursday night at, eight at UCF Arena, so maybe it is. A, I know where it is. I can tell you where the school is. Yeah. Don't. I think. Is it Freedom? Is that a school name? Yeah, that's a school. Okay, so it's Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it's Freedom. Um, yeah, <laughs> nope. I'm going to Olympia's and uh, West Orange's because John and I have like students, former students at both of those, and then. Uh, one of my like best friends who I remember when her brother was born because we were in middle school and then he was born and now he's an adult. play him rap music 
and that would make him stop crying and now he is an adult and he has a graduation party that we're also going to at the end of the month so graduation season is like really busy whenever you a used to work in a school and b are married to a teacher this is the Uh, first time because this is our first time our friend like i mean we know somebody we're like we know someone that's in generation z so fun we did six like it was like two years ago i think we did six graduations so i'm excited to do it but i'm also very like uh, because like when you're you know driving twelve hours to DC, well, especially like heading all the way out to UCF, and which then, by the way is like an hour from us. It's an hour from us, and then so I'm driving an hour, coming back an hour, probably sleeping, no sleep because I don't do that before Wait, I go are you anywhere. DC or we are not? driving, we are driving the twelve hours <laughs> to DC, um, and get there Friday night PM sometime. Saturday, Saturday doing all the things with best friends and the babies and then Sunday the babies are going to oh, be in a wedding together? they are flying tomorrow oh, so okay. that's why we're like I'm yeah. literally trying to get our life together right now as we record this podcast yeah. um, so Sunday is the wedding and the babies are in the wedding so they actually have to be there Saturday night to rehearse oh, wow. yeah. and um, that was decided on Saturday at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon are they going to so walk down together? they are going to walk down oh, together I got so matching dresses yesterday they're gonna hold hands because that's the only way they're gonna make it yeah (laughs) Yeah. we are just like oh no so sunday's all wedding and it's wedding that's like in maryland so it's an hour away from dc so it's like that and then having to come back and what's great is it's an early afternoon wedding so we won't be getting back super late like it's not gonna be like a 4 p.m wedding or anything it's like 2 p.m so it's not super lengthy and their their wedding party is really small you ever sleep and you're both robots so that's probably gonna be Uh, yeah i'm just like mentally like we you know we started out the monday with a client meeting and i'm just thrown off by it i'm just like why do we do this what are we doing john and i wouldn't be able to do that because like we wouldn't be able to drive back after going to a wedding we'd have to literally go to like a family's house and just like sleep for eight hours yeah we're leaving yeah we'll see if we come back at all maybe we'll just like not come back and then leave the car and hope somebody drives it back and get on the plane <laughs> and come back later on in the week. So yeah, just ship it back. Well, I'm very excited about our right. Just <laughs> <laughs> listening to this and be like, "Girl, no." <laughs> um, our guest today is super awesome. She's gonna get your life together about content marketing. So if you don't know what you're doing, you don't have a strategy, you're confused about your strategy, I suggest you get a pin because a you pen. need to get a pin for this content episode. Content is key. Content is key, and she is giving you all all the tips so enjoy hey Renice, we're so excited to talk to you today and for those in our audience who are brand new to you and your brand of boss lady blogger tell us who you are and a little bit of your background um so hi um first of all thanks so much for having me um i am a content marketing strategist to creative introverts um I've recently rebranded from Boss Lady Blogger just to humanize my brand more and bring more of me considering that I'm an introvert and I'm a creative and that's the exact um, people that I target. So um, I recently rebranded to theintrocreative.com. A little bit of my background is I was born and raised in New Orleans. Um, I've always been a content creator and entrepreneur. I started my first um, illegitimate vlog <laughs> around junior year of high school. Um, I wrote my first two self-published books in college. Um, for about seven years, I wrote poetry. Um, I later started a natural hair blog when I first went natural, but when I realized it wasn't the natural hair I had the passion for, it was the actual content creation 
and the marketing side of my website that I was really passionate for. And so I created Boss Lady Blogger and just to humanize my brand, like I said, I've recently rebranded to introcreative.com. That's awesome. So what are some of the things that a content marketing specialist does? Um, a content marketing specialist usually deals with the promotion, advertising, distribution, um, etc. of all types of content. This can be social media content, website content, blog content, um, info products. As for me personally, I help my clients with the whole nine. I help them from the very beginning. Um, of ideation, so thinking of really powerful strategic content ideas, um, all the way to the content creation, the distribution, the publishing, and promoting. Also, considering that my target audience is introverts, I also help them to communicate with their audience in the form of networking and humanizing the content that they create. I say that's so important because content is king right now. Um, it's just, you know, it's you have to have it pretty much, you know, if you're a brand, business, blogger, whatever. Um, and I feel like creating good content is so important right now because because of the fact that we're getting content from every single direction, um, obviously a lot of it can be trash sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, true. Cough, cough, BuzzFeed. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think that it's so important that you help people, like, create good content so that they're, you know, attracting the right audience. Yeah, definitely. And, and like... Even the smallest or the biggest businesses that you'll ever run into have blogs. I um, was looking at, I think, Fox yesterday, um, and they even had a blog. And it's just like people you wouldn't even think have a blog because content marketing is what's driving the online space at this point. <laughs> yeah, and I think that like just before we started recording, uh, we were talking about how you know, sometimes communication can be draining for introverts. And I think that, you know, I love that you work with introverts because I think content creation can sometimes be, be draining dra for seriously. introverts, depending on what you're doing. I know for me, I think the only reason that the podcast is not draining for me as an introvert is because I have Angelica next to me, because this is something that we used to do every week is sit and talk and it organically grew from that. But I think that if it was something I was doing on my own, it would be incredibly draining for me to come out and like speak weekly. And we were talking about like video content and that's something I've always wanted to get into. But I know for me as an introvert, like I think that I would just be exhausted. Oh my goodness. I also yeah, that's actually one of the things that I, that I'm very adamant about when I'm dealing with introverts is that no one is trying to change you. Well, I'm not trying to change you. Yeah. Um, I'm not telling you to, you need to break out of the shell or you need to just um, be an extrovert in order to succeed and things like that. What I basically help them do is I help them use what they have as far as their introversion to be successful in their business. So for me specifically, um, if podcasts drain me, I only do them maybe twice a week. If I have to do a video call or a coaching call with a client, I only do those about two to three times a week so that I don't overwhelm myself. So I'm not stepping out of my shell. I'm not being an extrovert. I'm using my introversion to be successful in my business, you know? I love that. That's so awesome. So why should entrepreneurs focus on content marketing to build their businesses? Well, people don't buy from businesses. I think a lot of people get that confused. They don't buy from businesses and they don't buy from brands. Um, people buy from people. So um, sure, you can go create that amazingly valuable paid ebook, workbook, workshop, whatever. Um, but if people don't trust you, they don't buy from you. So 
they need to be able to trust that your expertise is valid, that you are the kind of person they want to invest money into, etc. So no one is going to pay you to find that out. Content marketing in the form of blog posts, newsletters, podcasts, is what allows you to truly promote your expertise so that those people convert into customers and clients. So content marketing helps you to build your expertise, which helps you build your audience's trust, which indefinitely begins to build your business. So what are some of the first steps that should go into building an effective content marketing strategy? The very first thing I would say is to be clear on what you do, what you want, and who it's for. So if you don't know what you do, you have absolutely no content to create because you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You don't know what your audience wants and things like that. So um, you also have to figure out what you want. So and that just kind of goes into business plan and any strategy that you create. If you don't know what you want, you don't know what you're strategizing for, you don't know what you're planning for, you don't know what kind of process you need to be taking. And it, it really hinders you when you, you know, start that website or you put out that first blog post and you don't even know if that's what you want to talk about. You don't even know if that's what you want to do you know some people not everybody wants to do blog posts you know so maybe you want to do podcasts or something like that you have to know what you want um and i would also say for who's it for you need to know who you're talking to and who you're targeting in order to create an effective strategy a part of strategy and it's the huge part is who you're even talking to. That's where a lot of people fall short, is that they know what they're good at, they know what they want to talk about, they know they want to have a blog, they know they want to have this, but they don't even know who they're supposed to be promoting this to. So that's one thing. Also, I would say to treat all your content platforms different. A lot of people think that the things that you share on Instagram, on your website, and on Facebook, and everything should just be copied and pasted, basically. Um, but when you're creating a content marketing strategy, a really effective one, you want to tackle everything from a different perspective. So, <clears throat> for example, on my blog, I have a lot of, you know, the educational stuff, how to do this, what to do, why is this important? Um, and then if you go on Facebook, I'm usually promoting my blog posts and content, but I'm also adding a little bit more of humanization in there so you'll see some pictures of me or maybe an about section of me or things like that <clears throat> and then on twitter it's a little bit more personal because i can be tweeting about the bet awards or i can tweet <laughs> either way it, you know and then as far as instagram i focus on encouraging and inspiring my fellow creatives and things like that so you have to tackle everything from a different perspective um, in order to make, you you still want to make it cohesive, but you want to make every platform um, a different experience. And lastly, I would probably say give your content a theme. You can give, you can give your content a theme for the month. Break that down into four blog posts per week. And then those blog posts might be so good that you can turn that directly into an ebook, directly into a course, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um giving your content a theme actually saves you time as far as on the admin side but also gives you a direct strategy a direct process that you want to follow 
That's super awesome because um, people are getting tips for free right now. <laughs> I'm like, if people aren't listening and they're like writing things down, they're probably like their hands are all beat up, messed up. Um, so what are some tools on top of all the things that you've already talked about in terms of using every platform differently? So what are some tools that you would recommend for using every platform differently or making the best out of your content marketing strategy? Um, I would definitely say, number one, social pilot. That's one of the things that I have been really getting into <clears throat> just because I used to use CoSchedule, but they're very integrated with WordPress and I'm a Squarespace kind of girl. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I, I, I have to be the kind of negative Nancy here and think that I don't believe um, that $25 a month is worth what their, you know, service is. So I was looking for something differently because to be honest, considering that, well, no, I won't say that their service isn't worth like $25, but the use that I was getting out of it was right. like $25 because I couldn't use the WordPress part. Yeah. So I was literally using it for social media. So yeah. I was looking for something like that and I came across Social Pilot and it is basically... Um, kind of the same thing except for the, the website part which I don't mind anyway because Squarespace is so integrated um, as far as content in general so I love you know putting my blog posts there instead of them have you know a third party um, for the second one I would probably say Creative Cloud with Adobe I've really gotten into that for the past like I say week uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I've kind of studied it for a few months maybe about four months but um, last week I officially purchased it and it is a life lifesaver my business has like because the thing about it is that the online space is really visual at this point that is why um, video is really driving you know the online space at this point is because people are becoming very visual and that's the reason why people are creating podcasts and stuff too it's like it's much easier to listen to a blog post than to read a blog post so um creative cloud really helps me to kind of get that visual part of my brand um together so therefore visual branding is you know in content marketing too. If I create a podcast or I create a blog post and I have this really awesome graphic that goes along with it, that's content marketing right there too. So that has really up-leveled my business. Um, and I'll probably say lastly Squarespace, just because Squarespace is awesome in the content marketing just Field. They have so many different integrations, so many different plugins, so many different features that you can use to content market your business instantly. Like I, I know one feature that they have is for your blog posts. When you connect your social media accounts, when you save and publish your blog post, it immediately sends a tweet. It immediately sends a post on Facebook. It immediately sends... Um, a pin on Pinterest, you know, and so they are just really integrated in the whole content marketing. Their SEO is awesome. They show up really well in SEO. Like they're just great in that whole aspect. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely think um, people are terrified into getting into Creative Cloud because the thought of having Photoshop or InDesign or anything else yeah. uh, is very terrifying. But I don't think people understand by using things like Canva, which is great and easy. But 
nine times out of ten a lot of people use the same templates Very and limited. so and yeah. then you so you get the same <laughs> stuff that looks exactly the same and so it's hard to stand out and be unique if you don't understand how to use the tools in a way that using something like photoshop would allow and you that the freedom was one of my favorite purchases because like i had i've had photoshop like forever right. but um i eventually was like i'm just gonna step up my game and get the whole because i used to buy like photoshop like Back in the right, day, exactly. Everyone, like, yeah, di- like, this. You get the actual, yeah, you get the big whatever. box. You so get the I disc. still have those because, like, they're so expensive that I'd always be like, I'm no, you can this throw them away. Be, you keep it forever. Safe. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen in the world. Like, you know, no, yeah, we you definitely know who's in the White House. I'm gonna keep my Photoshop just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you will not take Photoshop CS4 from my cold, dead hands. Yeah, but right now I have Creative Cloud, and and it's so great. And I find that um, I love to venture because most of what I do. Um, I do in Photoshop. I know a lot of people that do design work do it outside of Photoshop, but I already knew Photoshop from you know my background of photography, so it's like easier to just go there. But I just love to play with ev- like play with everything yeah. in Creative Cloud. Like it's just like it's fun. It's super fun. Yeah. It's just like playing. Um, we... like, John will be like, "Are you working?" And I'm like, "I'm playing." Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> like this is a client. So it's just what me I'm having fun. Yeah. I was basically just playing around with InDesign, playing around with Lightroom. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm basically the same way at this point. Like, you would have to pry Creative Cloud out of my hands. <laughs> like, we'll yeah, fight absolutely. about it. That's it's awesome. <laughs> so you have an amazing email course called Humanize Your Brand. So why is it important for entrepreneurs to personalize their content and branding? Um, like I said a little bit earlier, people buy from people. So um, it is a proven fact that every single purchase that a person makes anything that they interact with, especially online, is an emotional decision. Um, When you go to the store and you've been really craving sweets, that's an emotional decision when you decide to buy it. If you go to the store and you've been eyeing these specific shoes for like months now, and you finally get them, it's an emotional decision, that's an emotional buy. Well, in the online space, people's emotional impulses come from when a specific need or problem exists um, with their audience that they need solved. Considering entrepreneurship is so saturated these days, people don't just buy from anybody. They buy from the people they emotionally connect with. So therefore, if you don't bring you into your brand and start to humanize it, you can't tell your story. And if you can't tell your story, you're just like any other marketer, you're just like any other business coach, you know, and there's no urgency to invest time or money into you specifically, as opposed to the other people in your field. There's no urgency to read that blog post you just put out. There's no urgency to buy that ebook you just, um, put up for purchase, you know, so it just, it, it makes you, you and your business and that makes it easier for people to connect with you. That's super awesome. Um, so what are some ways, and you've already given everybody so much information, but what are some other great ways that they can use social media for content marketing? Um, the number one thing I would definitely say is to tell your story. A lot of people on, like, social media can be so superficial (laughs) at this point. (laughs) It can get to the point where people know that you're just trying to sell them. People know that you're not really worried about what they think or how they feel or the problems that they have. You really just want to eventually funnel them into a purchase. So you have to tell your story in order for people to connect with you on social media because considering it's so superficial and there's so many bots 
and spam accounts and stuff like that. So in order for you to be seen as like, you know, an actual person, actual value, <laughs> those are the kind of those are the kind of things that people connect with. Um, also, I would say discuss topics of relevance. It's really easy to get off topic. It's really easy to start talking about the dog you just bought. It's really easy to start talking about your boo <laughs> as opposed to um, your niche and what people are actually coming to your social media accounts for. So I would always say to make sure that you're discussing something that's relevant, even if you are telling a story, even if you are, you know, saying, not even making something educational so for example like i think last weekend i went to um, a coffee shop and got like a matcha tea and i put that on instagram and it wasn't anything educational but it was just of relevance because it was kind of the day in the life of a creative you know i was at the coffee shop getting some work done you know so just make everything relevant so that people can stay on topic and so that you can stay on topic um I think the last one would probably be have a strategy um, to make sure whatever you are trying to market gets promoted properly. If you don't have a strategy, you, you're you not gonna, number one, you're not gonna put the, uh, the necessary time into it. Number two, you're not gonna put the necessary effort into it. Um, that's kind of the reason why people get social media and they're just like, I'm gonna tweet this three times and that's my promotion strategy, you know? When you have an actual marketing strategy that you sit down, you write it out or type it or whatever, and you actually make a plan to um, get to a specific goal in your promotion, that's when, you know, that that three-day promotion that you thought you had turns into a month <laughs> because you actually have a process in place. That's awesome. Um, so you're working, are you working on any new products or um, projects? I know that you just finished up a rebrand, but is there anything else that you have in the works right now? I actually do. I have a challenge um, in the works. I can't say too much until like the details are put together, but um, it's basically going to be kind of a networking kind of challenge. So it's going to challenge those introverts to get out there and start sending emails, to start pitching other people, to start, um, you know, doing their own PR and just getting out there and making connections um, with people. You know, it can be their peers or their audience and just everyone in the creative online space that needs someone like them. I need that because mm -hmm. I still very much struggle with networking. Like, I'm okay if it's one-on-one, -on -one, but that takes a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll meet, like, one person a month, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> you did it. 12 people yeah, a year. Yeah. When people think about, like, all the emails they have to send and all the people that they have to connect with, especially as introverts, we get, like, really overwhelmed, and we're just like, what if I don't do this right? What if they say no? Um, that's a big one is being afraid of, you know, hearing the word no. <clears throat> what if they don't respond? How do I follow up? When do I follow up, you know, um, too fast or, you know, too far down the timeline? And just, it, it can get really confusing, especially even when you're trying to do your own PR. It's just like, where do I start? Yeah. <laughs> so that gets you kind of, you know, prepared for that aspect. I also love that you're doing a challenge so everyone together can kind of lean on each yes. other and be like, challenge yes. each other to get out and do stuff like, hey, girl, I went outside so you can go outside too. <laughs> 
It's true. Like, I feel like I see so many, like, business and entrepreneurship-related challenges, but I never really see any that are, like... None like, of them are go outside. They how challenging networking is. Like, there's a lot of things about networking, but it's just like, hey, we're going to network, instead of, like, looking at it from, a, like, the perspective of, this is really hard for some of us, right. you know? Definitely. Yeah, because a lot of people, when they think networking, they think, oh, I'm just going to walk into a room full of people and next thing you know you walk into that room and you're literally just surrounded and looking at everybody like they're crazy and not even talking to anyone (laughs) so networking basically shows you how to walk in the room and actually network actually get around the room actually talk to those people make connections and things like that oh my goodness (laughs) okay so what brands do you think of when you think of effective content marketing and i know we kind of gave some already but let's keep talking about them (laughs) (laughs) Um, my main and my favorite um, brand like within the content marketing space at this point number one is a new one I've just um, not got in contact with discovered um, is Mentent it's kind of like content yeah C-O-N it's Mm M-I-N and they are just awesome they are killing and the thing about it is that they just got started um i remember they followed me on twitter maybe like a month ago and you know they reached out to me and um had me try out an ebook or or, um some other product for them and it was just awesome and it was just you you know you see them just getting started and you think oh this ebook isn't really going to be much you know it's expected um, considering they just got started, but the ebook was awesome. Their website is awesome. Um, I just, like they're just killing it as far as content marketing. Another one, I would say, hmm, Contently. So yes. it's kind of, it's content, but ly. Right. <laughs> um, they are more kind of on the, like Minton is more on the creative online space kind of side, but Contently is more. On kind of the the more business side, so they're a little bit more serious with the way that they tackle everything, but they are still awesome. Um, like just from the blogs and the ebooks and the the products and the service itself, like it's just awesome. Their customer service is awesome. Um, just their content marketing and in general is just like it's it's literally up there in the top three um if i had to give another one another one is like they're not a content marketing software or platform but i just think they're just awesome at this is breedable i don't know if you guys have heard of that before actually yeah they are amazing greetable is like First of all, my number one for PR packs and things like that. But also, they just do, like, they communicate so well in their content to it gets to the point where they can easily, they can communicate why you should buy it. They can communicate why that person is going to love that gift. They can communicate, um, you know, why you should pick this specific gift for that specific person and why this gift is even good for anyone like they they are just great at descriptions they're good at customer service they're great at um connecting with their audience on social media and stuff they, they're great at humanizing as well it literally feels like you're talking to a friend like if you reply to something on twitter with them and they reply back you guys sit there and have like a conversation That's and awesome. then, so, 
yeah, it's so They're cool. super accessible. Yeah, especially in the visual side, too, and the consistency. Like, they're just killing it. So leaving our listeners with a last little bit of knowledge, you've given blessed them with so much of it today. What would you say are your top three tips for content marketing? Um, I would say plan, process, and strategy. Um, like I said before, like if you don't have a plan, you you're just gonna run yourself in the ground with so much work and so much confusion and so overwhelmed um if you don't have a process you're not gonna know the next steps process are the process is the very very (laughs) specific steps that you take to get to your specific goal and if you don't know the very next step and then the step after that and the step after that you're not going to take those steps which means you're not going to get where you're supposed to go um and then strategy if you can't do anything in your business strategically you're not going to get that far because you're just going to put a blog post up to put a blog post up you're not going to put a blog post up to lead them to your email list to lead them to a free ebook to lead them to um a paid ebook and lead them into your coaching services you know what i mean so definitely plan process and strategy I love those. That's I like, know. Those three are on point. Just put it on a mug. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Sell it. <laughs> Sell it. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. I literally took notes the entire time, so I learned a lot, and I know that our listeners will as well. Thank you so much. You guys are so awesome. I feel like Angelica is like your extrovert to your introvert. <laughs> yeah, like she would consider herself to be probably an introvert, but next to me, Look, like she's an extrovert next to me. We're allegedly like, the same type of introvert she, too, which is really, hilarious. Are we? Yes. What? How, are INFJ. We INFJ. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, you can like talk to people and like go places, and I'm just like ah, like <laughs> you, like even going to church to me is like, that's, like a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, so to com- <laughs> and I think that like next to it, like a you know your average person that's not so introverted, you probably wouldn't look that introverted. But next to me, you, you look like an extrovert. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> but I'm a bit extreme, so you know. But but my friends like that know me one on one. They're like, you never shut up, and yeah. <laughs> right, like nope. When I'm in a not when I'm touching in our, that. Like, group of R6 friends, when I'm in a group of R six friends, like no one looks at me like, wow, she's real introverted. We're just like, girl, girl. <laughs> yeah, they're normally just trying to get me to take a seat. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's been awesome. Yes, thank to you. you awesome. So we have some awesome listener questions from you guys. We love when you send these in. Please keep doing it. Uh, The first one is, how do you make time for exercise? It's a priority. <laughs> like exercise yeah. is not, and I think I if think you start to exercise do, is my top priority. Yeah, I was gonna say if you point. think it and you make it like the priority it's for like your day, one. and you revolve your day around your workout, you can make time for it. Like there's no excuse for me not to make time for my workout. It has to be something where I'm doing like a heavy networking, or I'm traveling for a conference, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, where I can't have like a regular routine. But some way, somehow, yeah. I will find I mean, some way, some way to yeah. to work out. I mean, that's I think that's my big thing is like it's my number one and like I would say that eating well is like also my number one but like sometimes I'll just eat like trash because I make bad decisions I mean, because um, you're a human being <laughs> but I, I always make it a priority to have good food so if that means that um, you know I can't go out to 
Chipotle and Starbucks or whatever because I'm going to go to Whole Foods and, and spend my money there. Like, I'd rather spend money on quality food. Um, and I also, like, make sure that I go to farmer's markets and stuff. So, like, there's no excuse for me to eat bad ever because my fridge and the pantry are always stocked with, like, healthy, healthy food. Sometimes, though, but the way like, your body I works. need a cookie. <laughs> but the way your body like, works. We live way too close to Publix, and so I can, you know, make Look, that decision. David made but, cream cheese brownies for Mother's Day, ooh, and no. I have no regrets. Whatever. No regrets. No regrets, but yeah. No, I'd say, like, it's, and it used to not be a top priority for me. Work was definitely Yeah, especially when you. Time. start working like it, for, especially when you start being an adult because I don't know about you yeah, like, but my mom did not work too. out all Absolutely. ever like so that was not a priority so growing up I didn't see her like going like oh snap well, I go to the gym work out, but she would like go to the gym and never work so I was like <laughs> right. the opposite situation so you're like, like I need to try to have money yeah I was like <laughs> I need money like this lady never works she's she's fit she looks great but uh like yeah I actually was just cleaning my office over the weekend and I can tell you the first like week that I went to the gym was in 2011 because I have a referral pass from the gym here from my yes. friend because she got me in for that yeah. that week free and it's literally since that week I've never stopped like not working out I've always been consistent so so I heard like someone say this theory that like you can have three things that you like excel oh yeah yeah most. yeah and I I won't say that I believe in this theory because I believe that um you can have more than three things in your life that you're really really great at but if you're looking at that theory um, and you're going to have, like, three things that you do daily that, like, you're just awesome at. For me, those things would be, um, like, my health, number one. Um, and then I would say, like, family and friends or my relationship with John. Um, and then I would actually say the third would be, like, time by myself. So none of them are actually work. Right. Uh, which I work every day, and I work a lot. Like, I mean, last night I worked... Um, until like 10 p.m. because I had a client thing that I was just finishing up and I just had to get it done. Um, so it's not that I don't work a lot. I do, but you have to make other things a priority because I used to not focus on those things and I would only focus on just my job. You yeah. Know? And and I, I feel like kind of putting things above work somehow, I, I don't know the science behind it, it just makes work better. <laughs> like I feel like maybe it just makes it more enjoyable. Right. I was going to say when you work out, you, you feel better, better and so it's a little easier to do other things. So yeah. if you are worried about um not being able to if you're starting out, my biggest thing would be like set some time on your calendar 3 to 5 times a week to block that off 30 minutes minimal, go outside and walk for those mm -hmm. 30 minutes if you really really want to start or you want to run or you want to do yoga, just block that time off and make that commitment to yourself and don't allow anything else to and get in the way. And I think doing way. like a 30, 30, 30, like there's no excuse to not right. have like an hour and a half. Like you can make an hour and a half in your day. So it's like 30 minutes for um, working out, 30 minutes for connecting with a friend or a spouse or someone like that. And then 30 minutes for you for like your own personal development. Right, personal so development. If you're reading. an introvert, that might mean like reading or doing yoga or drinking tea. And if you are an extrovert, I don't really know. Talking to more people, I guess. Um, but whatever, or you might need, you know, just for balance purposes, you might need that just reflective time as well. So yeah. just like you should have those three things that are not work that are, you know, yeah, it's, it's ninety minutes. Okay, yeah, awesome. So what are some tips for closing a new client? Um, I actually just closed on a new client last night. Um, I I don't know. I feel like everyone runs their businesses so differently. So sometimes it's hard to apply from one business to the next, like what would be great for closing. Um, but for me, I feel like when I want to close a client and if it's a client that I'm like, God, I really want them 
They're so perfect. They fit everything that I'm looking for in a client. I think that I can really help them. Um, and what, what normally happens for me is I go to their, if, they're, if they have an existing brand, I end up going to their site over and over and I'm like, oh man, this is like, the, like the, the information there is great, but like everything else is trash and I want them to do well. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like they're not going to do well with this presentation and they're not doing well. And that's why, you know, they're coming to me in the first place. So I really just let them know, like realistically, like I want to help you. And like, and I think that it's important to give them a lot of information um, because if you want to close on a client, the more information they have, the better. And I find that, especially when you're telling people this large amount of money or what, you know, it feels like it's a large amount of money to them. I think that I'm quite reasonable when it, you know, when it comes to my services, but it is, you know, large no, amount of money for yeah. most people. If it's and on business development and it's not on something that they actually are getting tangible. It's and hard which, for them exactly. to wrap their heads around. So for me, I like to really spell out everything that we're doing and explain to them like a step-by-step process of like, this is what's going to happen after you sign on the dotted line. And like, this is what's going to be happening like on a weekly and daily basis. So you're not there wondering like, well, what is this? Right. And what's going to be that? And what, like what the benefit and the value of it is. So I just really feel like, you know, my biggest tip would on closing would just be like giving lots of information and just being honest about what it is that you offer and what they're going to be getting out of it and how you're going to, uh, whatever that service is, how that's going to improve their business, their life, etc. Yeah, I think most of the, um, that information we kind of do up front and we have our proposals and we do a um, discovery call most of the times with most of our clients, depending on what it is, or we will meet in person, depending on who it is yeah. um, beforehand. But the, for closing, I found like in 2017, my number one thing is the follow-up, like for real. And a lot of people, especially as service providers, especially as creative service providers, especially as introverted service, creative service providers, the last thing you want to do is email somebody after you've emailed them because you're just kind of like, oh, well, am I being annoying or I'm going to be pushy or they're going to say no. And first of all, the only thing they can say is just or no. Yeah. There's no like worst case scenario. scenario they're going to say no. And then you just get up and you move about your business. And it's, yeah, it sucks, especially if it's a brand you really want to work with, but the reality is that's life, that's business. You kind of have to get over yourself. I think that's the number one yeah. closing tip is to get over yourself and just go for it and really kind of just like, you know, slam dunk. So I found that the follow-up literally, because they get our proposal, they have everything, they get all these pages, they have to read it, they have to process it, they have questions, they ask us, but nine times out of 10, they don't. Um, and then usually I follow yeah, they up. They really don't. They don't have questions, no, because it's everything's well, there. Do, but it's like they don't. They don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they do, but they, they don't. So I we usually I'll follow up like a week, sometimes I'll follow it up. Seven days is like my max on the follow up. If they have not responded to me, I'll be like, okay, I'll give them seven days. Write back and say, hey, are you okay? You have any questions? Just let me know. Or, you know, how's the update or how's it happening? And either they'll say, we found somebody else to go with, which is like, and then I'll write back and say, that's super awesome. Please remind, think of us in the future if you need anything else because we provide different types of services. And I'm really excited to see how your project goes. That is like, it's been super positive. (laughs) That is such an important key because I honestly can say that every single person I've booked since February, I've had to, it's been a follow up. Yeah, exactly. Um, Because most of like before when I first, you know, got into branding, it's like every, I feel like I was having clients left and right because I was just getting a lot of referrals. People were excited that I was doing it. Right. Like, yay, we've been wanting. It's like shiny new thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then now it's like, you know, it's not the same situation. So I'm working, I often work with people that I don't know. Like before Mm. it used to be lots of word of mouth and stuff. Like now I work with a lot of people I don't know. So it's like, 
I send it to them, and then I think I guess they're thinking. I don't know what I don't know what's happening in that process. I, I think, think it's just like life happens. Know. Like you get something, and yeah. you're just like, yo, my kid is doing this, blah blah blah. Well, I've had people. I normally because I'm one of those people, and I I know we've had someone on here that was like, don't hate yourself and talk down to yourself and whatever. And I was like, I need to work on that, but that is something that I do often. So if I don't get like an immediate response, I'm like, oh my god, they hate me. Oh my like, goodness, no. Worst. Um. So like I've had to like get over myself in that sense and reach back out to people and it's so crazy because when you reach back out to them like, nine nine in, they're time, like oh they're yeah like, I'm yes, so, so, so excited to work with you this is the date that I had in mind right. starting does that work with your schedule and you're just like oh my god like I almost gave up this amazing client because I didn't write back to them yeah and that d- generally is all that follow up is like the follow up yeah. is probably my number one closing tip is just go and back and email someone like, a follow up I think when you're going into it the first time you're like how do I write this but it's really just like, hey, look, just I have people from November doing. that I literally they just signed this week because they're, they're like they're just chilling. I, yeah. I've been following up every now and again. I'll be like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, life sucks. And I'm like, girl, me too. Come back and like, yeah, go back and, you know, follow up with them. And now this week we have the contract. We're getting started. Everything's going to wait on like that client. I mean, I know some people are just like, oh, I'm well, too great for yeah, this. But I'm like why like just wait till because it depends on the client though like if it's a client like we just had a meeting on monday yesterday (laughs) and i'm like i'm okay if i never hear from that person because i'm all right on that um but also money but like again if they never write back to me i'm okay on that um but i have somebody who's a blogger who i'm about to work with and um it took a long time to like close the deal just because like he didn't have the money right um but like he saved the money that's so sweet baby baby jim put his money aside and i'm just imagining like putting his money in a biggie bag (laughs) for like what it says like branding on it and he's just like i'm so excited but yeah yeah, people have to do their stuff it's it's someone who i wanted to work with so i just continually like you know reached out to him like been friendly with him on social sites and that sort of thing just letting him know like i'm here when you're ready yeah and you didn't have to like say oh i'm gonna cheapen my prices which is a thing a lot of people do mistakenly thinking oh if somebody comes back and say oh your your prices are too high then they're like oh let me lower let me lower which i'm like i can't afford to go lower right now so sorry about that no i know (laughs) i'm not going lower anyway i don't care no one cur i'm not doing it like the same thing that again we were in that client meeting yesterday and they were like oh well that's way more than we want to and we're like cool well Call us when you yeah, need us. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not going to change my pricing because yeah. co- some people do do that, like kind of barter your service. I'm not bartering on unless, like, I will break down payments maybe a little bit more, yeah, but so the price, the overall price. Do, like, and that stretches out a project, right. which it's like, that's fine. Like, I'll probably work in the same amount of time, but I won't release um, services in the same amount right, of time. Right, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'll kind of be like done, but it's like, well, I'm just holding on to that. And Until you keep paying me. Exactly, yeah. yeah. On, on, the same, on the same schedule, but just drawn out. Yep, and, exactly. And that works for a lot of people for, you know... For some reason, it's like, you know, and not not for some reason, it's like pay schedules and everything like that. So it's like they might be able to just handle it if it's broken out over, let's say, you know, eight weeks instead of six or four or whatever it is. Yeah. So be detailed, be confident and follow up would be our top three takeaways I think on that um so how do you discern between good and bad business advice we get so much business advice on the internet yes unwarranted I think we just got like a life advice yesterday from the New York Times where they interviewed that millionaire about the avocado toast yes he's like millennials stop buying avocado toast because you can buy a house blew up and people were just like oh like I I really wanted to like put a down payment on a house this year but instead I I bought (laughs) dollars on avocado toast and then somebody else put like like they're like breakdown in my budget like six dollars avocado toast 
house, like, you know, right. $400,000. Like, someone help me with these maps. <laughs> it was super funny. So the yeah. idea is that the internet is full of advice all of the time. People are consistently talking advice, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, because an infopreneur is actually like a real job right now and yeah. that's how people get paid is that they're going to tell you how to run your business and sometimes it's really awesome and sometimes it's really you know not so awesome and if you're brand new I think it's really difficult to tell yeah, how, when to like do all the things or not to do all the things so um for me personally one step is has that person ever owned a business? I was. I knew you were gonna say. I knew you were gonna say that because that is your. Have thing. they ever owned a business? <laughs> like, wait, but um. Did you ever own a successful business? And answer sometimes, a lot of the time, the majority of the time, depending on who it is, is no. And so if this person doesn't have proof of purchase, if they've never had a business where they've made money and they were able to pay their bills for more than like three months, why are, their business now is only selling ebooks and they don't have to, to tell you how to run your business, then like those are red flags for me. And I honestly would just walk away from those people. There are people who have ran successful businesses who do awesome podcasts. Like um, Miley Teal is one person. She has Curlbox is still a thing. She's still hiring people and she takes her times out to put out this podcast where she spits truth and honestly that's a podcast that like you should listen to because she's built a million dollar business she has her proof of purchase yeah. we may not have built million dollar businesses but oh, i'm a hundred I, look i bought a car so exactly. i'm doing great <laughs> like just like just we saying. live, so. like, <laughs> we we live. <laughs> so hey i'm paying my bills and ain't nobody i don't have a nine to five i don't have a anything this is what we're doing 150 percent of the time my kids is in school it is obnoxiously expensive <laughs> um so i'm just i may not have have like a jet but I'm paying my bills and if you want to live in a, a what I guess lower to middle middle class life <laughs> you can listen to this podcast but if somebody is telling me that they're making six figures from selling ebooks and they have not done anything else I'm sorry I will not be taking business advice from you yeah I think for me like first off I just want to say that I feel really lucky that we both started businesses before all of this blew up on the internet um, the internet was obviously a thing when we started our businesses, but it was not like certain things were not to the extent that they are now. Um, so it was a lot easier to weed through advice. Um, and I think that I, when I started out, a lot of what I did was just like fail at things like trial and error, you know, and not that I didn't take advice from anyone, but it was just like, I mean, I, I, I went to school for business, so I took some of that advice and I asked other people that were business owners, like what they were doing and that sort of thing. People that I could active, you know, actively knew that I right. could actively see them running their businesses. Um, and then, you know, in the last few years, business advice is just, it's everywhere. And of course there's, you know, especially when you run a business and it's service-based, you're gonna be dealing with the internet and um, there's lots of changes that happen all the time. So yep. you're always getting advice for running your social media or like content like we talked well, about today. Web development stuff is changing. We just got CSS Grid, which is blowing yeah. up my life right now and is ruining my it's life. Like, so. All this stuff is constantly changing. So it's not like just because you're established, you end up not needing advice anymore. So for me, um, my biggest thing is I try to ask people who I actually know and respect their businesses first. If I'm making a major business decision, um, it's normally going to go through people that I know before anyone else because I'm like, I know they're going to like give me the truth. They're not going to say, yeah, do this and then buy this for me for $10 and then you're going to make six figures. Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're going to be like, yeah, I think that really suits you or like, no, that's a horrible idea. Um, so I really try to talk to people that I know. And then another thing is 
Um, I try to follow people that are like already vetted by people that I know and trust. So I might not like know of a certain blogger or whatever, but if you tell me like, oh yeah, her blog is awesome, like go check it out, you know, and she has advice on there, then that's like a good key for me. And then I think another thing is just how do you feel about it? Like, how do you like take, like go, you know, look away from the glitz and the glamour of that particular site and how it's done and like the visuals of it whatever and like actually just think about that actual advice without like the persuasive twist on it it's like does that really feel right in your gut to you yeah because it makes sense for your business too yeah you have to be you have to like be able to trust your gut to an extent as an entrepreneur you need to get good at being able to weigh risks and, and that sort of thing so that's something that of course does you know take time and practice but it's like you really need to think about these ideas don't just act on something like don't just like buy every ebook you see immediately like step away from the computer go for a walk and be like do I really need this is this a good you know idea for me that sort of thing so so definitely trusting my gut um has been it's true yeah you have entrepreneur like intuition is in the back of you like there's just a feeling like there's a feeling you get when something doesn't make sense for you and you should just take that and listen to it and be like oh you're probably right gut because at the end of the day like unless you are running a business with somebody else but you and the, that inner circle that's running your business, no one knows your business like you do. Right. Um, so when you're getting advice, remember that these people are, a lot of these people that are writing blog posts and such and such, it's important. I think I think that what we do is important. I love that we give advice to entrepreneurs. I love that we have these awesome people on that give, I think, even better advice than I can give. But at the end of the day, you know what's best for your business and you know your business inside and out. So you have to weed through what's going to actually work for you and what's just not for you. Yep. So I think that's all the advice. If you have any questions, email us at hello at heartandhustlepodcast.com and we will get back to you or we'll read them on the show. Bye.